Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Pot smoke. Gravel pot smoke, in my gavel. Pot Got smoke, a big pot, pot of pot smoke. Pot Gonna pour smoke, it out pot on the smoke, bench pond, where smoke, I'd pond, make smoke, jokes. Pond, pour it out poke, and watch pond, it poke, as it seeps pond, through the gap pond, and it forms pat, a little pat, pile pat, of gap-filling crap. That bloke Pat. Um... Did I did I ruin your thing there? Do you think? In no way. Great, Andy. I Great. liked it. And you turned it into a thing. It was very. <laughs> it was rhythmic. It was uh, lyrical. You know, I was trying That's to transform. That's two of the big three. Yeah, I to be honest did not get hear much of what you were doing, but right. I, I liked that it had a narrative because yeah. that allowed my thing to keep mm. transforming slowly. <laughs> It evolves in the background like a bacteria mm. in a hospital. Well, also, depending, assuming that mm. there's no bacteria in the foreground. But mm. as we know about bacteria, it's everywhere, unless mm. the foreground is all bleach. I think that we, you know, we've, we've made a mistake with hospitals mm-hmm. in that we've created an environment where the bacteria are evolving and becoming stronger, but the doctors themselves aren't evolving, That's like true. the doctors are protected from um, illness, you know, they probably go out of their way to like try and make them well when they get sick and that sort of thing, whereas we should be letting the doctors die, mm. let the weak doctors die off, right, maybe even mm. deliberately, harshly try and kill them off, right, so that the few surviving mm. doctors are able to breed and create a new generation of doctors that's even better at be- curing medicine than the previous generation of doctors. Or... Yes. We could go the opposite way. Okay. And we could, instead of killing all the bacteria, we could keep it alive so it doesn't evolve. <laughs> and it? make it immortal. Well, this is... So that, and sterile. Um, um, ah, so it has no incentive to reproduce. Well, yeah. maybe. I mean, the key to, to controlling reproduction levels is obviously o- often education. The more money mm-hmm. you put into education, the lower birth rates are in a country. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the development. I think we need to be... Well, it's a very Scandinavian thing to do, Alastair. Every bacteria in a hospital mm-hmm. is actually trained up and given its own medical degree. Wow. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And now it's working so hard it doesn't have time to divide and create more bacteria which will go, into in, go on it's to infest overworked. the surgical equipment. It's overworked. If anything, it's more likely to die driving home from the hospital after a 24-hour shift mm-hmm. in an accident yeah. than it is um, in some sort of uh, antibiotic-type uh, uh, situation. So, antibiotic... <laughs> bacteria, bacteria are developing antibiotic resistance, sure, but now we've got to look at what are the other things that can that can kill you that aren't antibiotics. Overwork, mm-hmm. you know, um, stress. And so that's uh, how we're trying to kill them. That's how we're now we're trying to kill them by employing them as doctors and forcing them to die in road accidents. But, but then will we will we then create a super race of bacteria that is 
that is immune to road accidents, immune to road accidents <laughs> and stress and long hours. Bacteria that can work non-stop. I mean, is there a problem? Is there a problem with that? Do you see a problem with that? Not yet. Not yet. But. No. But, but maybe, maybe that lack of being able, that lack of foresight. I don't know. Has there ever been a problem with that? Have there ever been unintended consequences to medical breakthroughs? Mm. I don't think so. Do you I mean, think we have two ideas here. Oh, what? Hang on. Tell me both of them. Well, the, the bacteria is is it was evolving and getting stronger, but doctors aren't. Doctors aren't. Okay. Yes, absolutely. That is one idea. And then there's a separate idea, which is. Can we kill the bacteria with overwork? Mm. Seems to work on our but, trusted so initially, medical professional. Initially, it was by educating them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit messy in the middle there. Like, what exactly mm. is it? You know. But I do believe well, that in Scandinavia. That it, is, it is Scandinavian. It's very Scandinavian. It's very Swedish. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering if things sound a little different here in the in the in the booth today, it's because we're not in the booth. We're recording downstairs in the film studio at Stupid Old Studios, sitting on quite uncomfortable chairs, looking into each other's crotches. Because now we can see the crotch, obviously. Normally, what's intriguing to us on the podcast is what's concealed, but now the crotch is revealed um, because there's no desk between us, and um, and it's just it's just there to be seen. Alistair's writing down in quite a bit of detail, so I've gone into sort of probably more detail than I should. But while I've got your attention, I'll mention that I was recently on the Don't You Know Who I Am podcast by Josh Earl, also part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. I had a jolly good time. Said a lot of things I regret, worry that I embarrassed my parents and possibly other members of my family as well. But um, there was a great uh, great cast of, 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 of uh, characters on that show. Randy was on. Mm, um, the puppet. The puppet, Randy. Uh, Claire. Claire and Hagen. Hagen and Ben Vanell. Yeah, great. That's a good no, fun. Yeah. You know who we haven't had on the podcast who we should? Who? Josh Earl. Josh Earl. Josh Earl, for years, did a weekly sketch show on Triple R called Lime Champions. He's probably produced more sketch content than most people working in, in comedy. Including us. Yes. Heaps more. He yeah. actually made them. Didn't just talk about them. Yeah. Do you think we should do a weekly... Hello. ...sketch show? I think, I think we should. Here's, we here's should. what's crazy. You and me have been talking about doing a weekly sci-fi uh, story show. Yeah. And so like the, one of our bonus episodes, the Sci-Fi Try Guys, we've been considering maybe just because it's so satisfying to write these things and then put them out there that maybe one day we should do them just as a regular out-in-the-world mm. podcast mm. if we can find the time or if we can somehow justify it with our lives. Um, sure. As they are. Um, but we've never been like, well, we have said that maybe one day we would do a, you know, write a sketch show. But maybe, does it feel harder, do you think, to it write feel, sketches? I think, it's, I think it's much harder. And it's, it, it's because the way we've structured the science fiction thing is that we do them separately and then we just come together and read them to mm. each other. It fits into our lives a lot better and there's no production values. It's just, it fits with our policy of doing the minimum amount of work possible mm. to create a product. Whereas having, having to edit and make sure that things are dense with punchlines. These mm. can still be funny, but mm. they're not that's necessarily... That, that's the trick with, with stories and with drama. They can just be interesting. Mm. They don't have to be funny. Yeah. You know? So if there's a gap between jokes, you just put something in there about like a supernova that flared with the, the glory mm. of the dying eyes of, a, of an entire civilization. Then you're like, oh, mm. then that gets you through a couple of lines, right? Everyone's distracted by yeah. measuring the visuals. Exactly. And then they're not laughing. Mm -hmm. You've given the brain something to mm. to look at. 
they're not laughing, they're shitting themselves. Yeah, with, with, with the, drama, with, with the drama. power of drama. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the natural reaction, you know. Comedy gets mm. laughter. Mm. Oh, but drama, you shit yourself. <laughs> well, if it's if it's done right. If it's done, well, it's, that's kind of horror, isn't it? Like mm. you either you piss yourself or you shit yourself with fear. Yeah. Right. That's kind of the the think, big I, laugh. I think really with 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 um, horror, it's you experience trauma. Trauma. Yeah, yes. Because then you know, like there, you know, we all have trauma from having watched a horror movie too early when we were mm. kids. One thing that scarred us for 10 years, where now it might not hurt us. Uh, back then, it was causing nightmares that we believed might, might have been real. This is the, either the episode of uh, Around the Twist, where there's a skeleton on the toilet seat, or the, uh, the two or three seconds of uh, Jurassic Park that I saw from behind the couch, where the guy gets bitten in half when he's sitting on the toilet, resulting in my <laughs> years of toilet terror. That's true. Yeah. Um, um, but you actually did have toilet seat terror, didn't you? Yeah, I was scared of toilets. It's so weird. But like you, you thought it was you thought it was based on you were worried about germs that you got from toilet seats. But turns out you were worried about either skeletons mm. or dinosaurs. Yeah, but you couldn't really. admit that. <laughs> I could. That's not apparently that's something that you you can't say publicly. But if everyone, if you just tell people you're a germaphobe or something like mm. that, you know. I think it's a good cover. If you were scared of something abs absurd, like you know that you might have your soul stolen by a terraforming alien, a, a polymorphic um, transforming alien yeah. spirit, you know, in somebody else's body, trapped in someone else's body, you'd just say you were a germaphobe, so that you didn't ever have to touch them and have them take your DNA, right? Yeah. But, but germaphobe, everyone's phobe, everyone's like, oh yeah, great, makes a lot of sense. Was there a sketch in that? Um, well, I think I think uh, a, a sort of a guide to concealing your neuroses as public accept, publicly acceptable behaviours mm. is it could be good, right? Like, how do you how do you say you've got agoraphobia? How yeah. do you dress that up as yeah. something that that well, agoraphobia, I guess, is is one that's maybe more acceptable. There's more you know social understanding of that. Yeah, but, but you, know, you know, I guess you could you could sort of do like John Lennon and Yoko and sort of have bed-ins or exactly. sleep-ins or whatever it was. Turn it into a protest. Turn it into a protest. <laughs> oh, I'm not terrified of it. I'm boycotting it. Yeah. It's a very different thing. I'm boycotting the environment. I'm taking a political stance. Mm. Boycotting the environment. Could this be our political, our, our, our way that we um, protest climate change? Just yeah. boycott the environment? Well, you know, that you know, I told you that they found that there was some company that found a, a new type of food and it was like, just like a bacteria or something like that that they could reproduce. And then they just breed it, you know, basically separate from the, the rest of the environment. Obviously, it has to be fed something. Separate from the environment? Well, kind of. Like, you don't need ag... It's not agriculture. Right. It's like... It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not part of existing food chains in any way. Does not, it get energy from the sun? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. right. And then, and then you would breed that, and then they... And then you... It's, you Sort of, it becomes like a a, mm. a, a, a meal essentially, like yeah. a M, like you know, like like like, Sounds like great. An almond Let's get meal that going. or something like that. And so it's just a paste, so you can use it like a powder, like a like a you, know, you might be able to make some kind of bread type thing. It's kind of like the dark web, mm. right? In that it's like it's just a separate internet. This is a totally mm. separate ecosystem, right? That 
We've got to be able to create these things so that we can live in the chambers that will be our homes. Hollowed, underground, yes. When the, the earth is scorched. I don't think it's, we're that far away from sort of that matrix thing where they're, we're living underground, we're near the core, we're, we're still, still warm. warm. <laughs> or cold, yeah. in this case. It's actually turned out we made the Earth's surface so hot that, mm. relatively speaking, it was better down here in the core. Yeah, but there's that good, there's that comfortable place in between the scorched earth mm, on the surface be. and the, uh, the, you know, the, um, the, the 10,000 degrees. So we find center. that area, mm. right? But it turns out that it's only a, a, a sort of a, a radius of about a foot. You know, where you we'll can live. Just We're there. all just lying down and crawling around. And we become two-dimensional. Two, we become living on a two-dimensional surface, like little, little, <laughs> you know, polygonic little creatures. Then we would very easily be convinced, you know, say you're the third generation of those people. Yes. Be very con you could easily be convinced that you just live on a flat plane. On a flat plane and there is no up and down. Well, of course not, because... Up is just back scrapings. Yes. <laughs> and down is just belly scrapings. You would never look up there. Yeah. Or back down because there. Because if you look up, you just get dirt in your eye. Correct. But if you look down, you get dirt in your eye. Is this a sketch? I realise I this is quite a bit like a science fiction story that I wrote on the Sci-Fi Try Guys. It's actually like two science fiction stories yes. that you wrote on Sci-Fi Try Guys. Is Cause, it? Because you had one where it was set in a 2D world mm. and they didn't know about the three. But then you also just wrote that other one where people were generations oh deep into deep, a deep into a, a multi generational uh, spaceship yeah. journey, and they had forgotten what the original story and why they were on there and what this was and things like that. So it's a mixture of both of them. I wonder if you could carve out an entire hollow layer within the Earth, right? Think about this, right? You, if 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 you if there was a hollow layer inside the earth would anything change because because i don't think it would collapse down right because there's enough mm. earth like it would be pulled equally at every point by the gravitational attraction like the the outer layer wouldn't collapse because it would be pulled equally at every point by the gravitational attraction right and the the inner layers pulled in so i think you could have just like a consistent gap all the way around oh you the mean globe. like a like an archway yeah but that goes all the way around. Correct. That is Earth-sized. Mm. Yeah, I wonder... I if mean, there I, was any structural weakness at all yeah. in that outer layer, it would collapse and everyone would die. Yeah. But I like, I like, the, I like a chance. I, yeah. you know, I like a punt. So I'll take a risk. Sure. I mean, it's like, a, it's like an Easter egg kind of uh, model of, a, of Earth. Because mm. it has just that, that outer layer, but then nothing in the middle. But I guess this would have something in the middle. It would have another dense core. Yes. But it's just a. But yeah, but would it just float above it? I guess it just yeah. I guess you could put up some pylons, surely, some structural. I beams. suppose we could have some structural beams. <laughs> I was hoping it could be a total free, free, you know, like an open plan kind of situation. You're the architect. Where we crawl around eating. We're we using your to. bacteria that just grows yeah. anywhere. It just grows on on the ground. Right, so yeah. we're crawling across it and eating it up like a little limpet, mm. you know. And our mouths would evolve to become basically sort of like big sort of vacuum cleaner type suction yeah. things that just hoover their way along. And we could just breed them in a pouch under our necks. So we're self-contained. Yeah, like that. And so then, whenever we need it, we just open that pouch. Oh, and we eat. Oh, so, but why isn't it already just inside? And whenever we need inside it, we just mouth. swallow well, it. Because then, what about when you want me to talk and stuff? And we won't talk. 
Okay. Or, or if we communicate, it'll be with the tips of our fingers wiggling them at each other. Yeah, but how will we breathe? This is what I wonder. Do you just... I know. Do you, we'll, do you... we'll breed butt to butt <laughs> in the cloacal care cell oh, there. Of course. Because the male genitalia will have had to change because mm. it will have been scraped off from all the crawling. Oh, yeah. Right? And it'll have to have moved around. It'll be like a natural, like a natural circumcision that goes all the way down. Correct. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, it's like a, like a, you know, like a, like a budgie's beak on some cuttlefish. Mm. You know, you, get, you keep wearing it down until eventually it's the perfect size, which is no size no, whatsoever at all. in terms of the cloacal <laughs> one. Um, um, what about the testicle bag? Will that be worn down so that the, just the testicles sort of um, just kind they of will drag draw, They free? will drawn back within us. You're sort probably. of pulling them like a cowboy on a rope behind a horse? <laughs> <laughs> and so they're out of the bag and it's just individual... <laughs> testicles mm. attached by the the vas deferens is that the vas deferens oh i hope so yeah and then it's a great word <laughs> and they just bounce along and they the bounce ground along. Yeah. like like cans behind a just married uh wedding couple yeah. in their limousine <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe they're just and there's a little sign stuck to your butt that says just tore my ball bag off <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they're just like you know, you, every now and then you accidentally pierce one on a sharp rock. Okay. As you're crawling through this sort of, I guess, this your body sized thick um, tunnel that goes all the way around mm. the world. Occasionally you pierce them on a sharp rock and splooge seeks out, so, so, seeps out. <laughs> and right. then other people who are crawling behind you become they, impregnated. They become impregnated. <laughs> as, they, as they crawl across the pool of loose splooge. Yeah, it's not necessarily a pool. They're just, it's just dotted about as it just, mm -hmm. as it's mm -hmm. It's spawned. spawned. You've spawned. You've spawned, yeah, yeah. uncontrollably. <laughs> From your pierced. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that I think that works. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm sad that yeah we have to go out in the sun because I mean that's what, what they won't have no sun cancer. I mean skin sun cancer. cancer. Yes. Um, while we're while we're pitching uh, Brave New Worlds, Alistair, yeah. can I re-mention something that I mentioned to you just before we did the podcast, yeah. which is my um, my public uh, toilet solution for farting, which is because we have. You know, methane is obviously mm -hmm. an environmental issue because of the atmosphere. Yeah. We have a place where you can wee, we have a place where you can poo, but there's no public receptacle for farts. That's right. And I think that we could just have sort of like, almost like, I'm sure the Dyson people can get onto this, but like just just down on the sides of buildings, maybe next to, next to those fire hose hydrogen air, hydrant areas, just a hole that just sucks at all times, right? Yeah. You can just, if you're gonna fart, you go stand, and you fart into the it's hole, like a, like, sucks it away. Like what smokers do these days. They hang out in a group and yes. they just fart around this. Instead of like an ashtray, it's just a little pipe. And farting then could become the new smoking. You say, mm -hmm. anybody want to go on a fart break? Right, yeah. and you and your work colleagues, you go mm. and you huddle around near the sort you of stink together. Yeah. And, and you and you stand around, and you chat about you the take weekend. A, take it, take it in turns. Yeah. Letting one rip into the pipe. Yeah, make um, it cool. You can hold two fingers up. Make it your, cool. <laughs> those two fingers that you would normally use to secure a cigarette between your fingers, you could use them to part your cheeks. <laughs> I was going to say we could have like a, a sort of a cigarette type little pipe thing, oh. which you hold to your butt. Mm. to guide the fart into sure. the public thing because you probably don't want to make 
but contact with the public pipe. That would no, be disgusting. Of course. But you could have quite a cool little Audrey Hepburn style little cigarette holder yeah. that you just, you know, hold between the two fingers to your mm -hmm. butt and yeah, fart yeah. down there. Or maybe like a tube. little like like a little funnel, like a little cone. A funnel, a cone, that, yes. You know, obviously it has that thin bit that you can keep between your fingers, but then you just place it to the back of your butt and then um, and it's just great. It's just great. Uh, just the world <laughs> is such a better place. Um, Can you write that down? I've written down. Oh, right. lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, public fart. Public fart works. Um, do you have a favourite public artwork, Alistair? You know, like the ones by the side of the road? I don't know if they have this elsewhere in other countries, mm -hmm. but as part of infrastructure laws in Victoria, right, um, major infrastructure projects have to dedicate a certain amount of their budget, a certain percentage, to art. And that's why when you drive down a lot of freeways mm -hmm. or toll roads in Melbourne, mm -hmm. uh, there are big public artworks, like, like a huge sculptures, next to, the, next to the road. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like that. There's a wire one that's done with wires. Mm. Uh, and it's just, it's probably 2D. Yeah. But it looks like a house. Mm. Yeah, big, big double-story house. Big double-story. As you come off the um, the kind of house that I could never afford. Correct. Even mm. an, even in two D, mm. couldn't even afford a drawing of it. No. <laughs> that have you have you have you driven past that a lot? Because uh, that is the stinkiest section of road. Really? Yeah. Just when you come off that 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 exit there to get onto mm. the the Western Ring Road, I think it is. Yeah is just like a miasma of stench. There must be, I don't know what it is, but there's something near there where exactly as you turn mm. to drive into Melbourne, you pass through a cloud of like perma stench and it, it smells silage? so is bad. There, is there um, sewerage? No, silage. Silage. Would it be, is there, is there dairy cows or anything? I don't think it? so. It's quite an industrial area. Mm. Yeah. What it, kind it, of it could be a, industry could be, are they in? Sort of bovine could be, manufacture? Yeah, yeah they, they, they make. They make cows. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a bad, it's a bad area. Do you know what silage is? I think it's... It's, it's just it's, rotten grass, isn't it? I think it's grass that's had maybe milk poured on it. Really? Maybe something like that. I know, well, I, my understanding of silage is that you just take uh, f fresh grass mm. when it's been cut like you would for hay, you cover it with plastic sheeting, mm. and you let it ferment and that begins a digestive process that would otherwise take place inside the cow and mm. means that the cows are actually able to get more nutritional value out of the grass yeah. than they would otherwise. I don't maybe know if you need to cover it with milk. Well, maybe that's just if you're having it for breakfast with your cereal. Or maybe or that would help have, you know, for there to be for the fermentation. Cow, digestive, for the, for the sugar, the sugars in the milk, you know, be. or the bacteria in yeah, the milk, you know, yeah. I don't know. Chuck a bit of cow, a bit of milk in there, a bit well, of cheese, a bit of... Cheese. Mm. Just get a couple, just a... Couple bit of, of dairy. kilo blocks of you know, uh, bigger hardened, uh, bigger strong and bitey vintage mm. cheddar mm. cheese. Kilo blocks of that, yeah. I don't think they even sell the kilo blocks. Of mm, the they wouldn't. If the, when it, when it, when you get into the vintage area, mm. you, you you're lucky to go above two fifty grams. When I worked at the Vega block. cheese factory, yes, um, you got the, cheese in your veins. In the trim room. That's where you know you get those big twenty kilo blocks go out onto the twenty kilo blocks. Well, that's what they they go out onto the onto the conveyor belts on each one of the lines, you know, mm -hmm. and then then they get chopped up into one kilo blocks. But mm. there's all those sides, you know, that the sides of the twenty kilo yeah. blocks when they come out of the because they're a bit irregularly shaped or something like that. Yeah, they've got they've got a weird kind of 
skin to them, like not a kind of skin, but they're like a coating, which is mm. a bit shiny and things like that. And you don't want, you want that beautiful matte finish on your, on your block mm, of cheese. I do. You know? And so they trim off all those sides. And then all those trims go to the trim room. Yeah. Like that, right? Uh, and but then, then <laughs> and those, yeah. in Superman 3, yeah. uh, what's his name? Richard Pryor developed a way of an algorithm that allowed him to siphon off all those trimmed pieces of cheese and put them into a special cheese account. Well, that's genuinely like it goes into the trim room, and then you, you put those into 20 kilo bags, you, mm. you vacuum seal them, mm. but then they get used in stuff like the um, breaded the, cheese for pizzas. Uh, no. I think they might use 20 kilo blocks for that. Yeah, um, right. they, they'll use it in the individually uh, wrapped slices, IWS. Right, and they're able to then get a lot more out of it that way. Of course, it doesn't have Indi to look beautiful. Oh, yeah, do they then process it in some way I to get the individually wrapped prices? They put the slices, they put uh, it through yeah. something and it becomes weird. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it doesn't feel like real cheese. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's been, yeah, it's been ground up and then it mm. would, done something would have been done to it. To get that shiny I reckon something's finish been that you done want to it. <laughs> you give it that shiny finish. It was very different to what you want mm -hmm. with the um, with the with the block. You, know, you yeah. give it that natural matte look. Yeah, you want those to be know? shiny. And then these ones, you want these shiny things, and you want it to be uniform, beautifully you know, uniform. You know what I want? Hmm? I want to. I want the opportunity to buy a twenty kilo block of cheese. You know, I, think you I, want, do that. A, I want. I want. You know, who are they to deny me that? Mm. Right? If that's what I want, I should be able to get yeah. that in a shop. It would take up a lot of your fridge. I don't care. Yeah, no, you're right. You should be allowed to. Yeah, but but I'm being stopped from becoming my... Well, have you ever called the factory? True self. Yeah, call the factory. Yeah. So can I get Think one of the size of the goblet you could <laughs> whittle. I could of... whittle a trough, an entire trough, Alistair, a keg. And you and a bunch of pigs... Yes. ...could <laughs> drink, eat, wine, drink out wine out of it. <laughs> Wine with Swine. Mm. That'll be my new podcast. Oh, so it'll be a podcast. It won't it's even a be podcast. a visual thing. No, no, just audio. Just I a lot of mouth it noise. Could, it could be like Shusher. Mm -hmm. It's a thing that people used to get to sleep. <laughs> they just listen to you and a bunch of pigs. Just get it around a cheese trough. A cheese trough. And then you, you'll, and it'll be, it'll be you guys drinking, drinking the wine, but you trying to stop the pigs from eating the cheese. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if this would help people get to sleep. It actually sounds quite stressful. Yeah. I don't know. It could be good. Is that, is that a sketch? Is that a sketch? We talked for a long time. Mm. We went via public art, smelly roads, yeah. cheese Silage. offcuts. Um, what yeah. a journey, though. Well, we got to we got to something now. Yeah, is there a sketch in that? I don't know if there mm. is. No, it's hard. To, it's hard to. It's kind of a standalone piece. Yeah, yeah. That stands alone and away from <laughs> the Venn diagram of what sketches could. It be. stands alone because nothing else wants to be associated with it. Maybe you're you right know, there. Because it's farting into a tube. No, as we. Addressed in the thing, that's going to be a communal. That's a social that's thing. That's a social thing. Actually, brings people together. Mm. Yeah. You know, and then and then it can be like an intimate thing where, like, you know, if you're if you're if you're having if you're flirting with someone, mm. they can ask to borrow your tube. That's why they call it bumming a bumming a tube. Yeah. <laughs> bumming a cigarette. Can I bum, bum your tube? Can I bum a, bum a tube off you? And so people just have a pack of reusable tubes that they can hang yeah. around with them. So that it still feels like smoking. Mm. Or you know, you could do that thing where you tap the box mm -hmm. and then one sticks out mm -hmm. like that. And just a little metal, it'll just be those metal straws that yes. we normally use for. That, that woman fell over and it pierced her eye and yeah. went into her brain That's and killed right. her instantly. Mm -hmm.
but that up against our most precious of holes. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful thing. Do you consider the eye socket an orifice? Because the um, eye, in a way, sort of stops it from being an orifice. I consider it to be a plugged orifice. I, it, like it's, the socket itself, absolutely an orifice. Mm. But the eye um, is, is like a permanent plug. It feels like it's sort of the stopper that you would put in, in, the, tip, in the top of like one of those whiskey... Um, Begins with the D, decanters, yeah. you know, like a yeah, mm. little, little stopper there. Yeah. Stuff could come out of the eye, yeah. absolutely, but we've plugged but that, it. But that's usually that there's like a little, there's a little hole on the edge of the eye where the tear ducts are. Mm, right, that's true. So it is, it, it is, there's a little gap there that things can mm. sneak out. Like I've, I've said this before, I think things can get behind the eye by riding on the eyeball. Mm. And then behind the eyeball, I reckon, is a mess. It's just lots of eyelashes and there's gunk back there and things like that. Like and down like, the back of a couch. Like down the back of a couch, yeah. Have we talked about this on the podcast? Uh, maybe, I think, I think it feels like It's a else. great theory. Mm. I think that when you're looking for, um, you know, coins because you need to buy something, mm. you know, or like, like you, you know, you're trying, to, you're trying to pay the parking, you mm. pulled up somewhere and you search around in the car and you look in the little thing, all the places where grit builds up in the car, mm. you know, in, in the various compartments mm. and that sort of thing and then you should sort of check behind your eye get a finger back there feel around there's probably a couple of bucks back there um it should be something people should ask their optometrist is there anything back there yeah is there anything back there i don't know if you can see through there but can we look i think i think they definitely have some sort of little thing little widget that they mm. can get in behind scrape around pull yeah. stuff out oh yeah you got heaps of stuff oh, you, back here you'll yeah, feel better now yeah there would, like like there should be like a what's that thing where you you, uh, you, it's like a colonic for your eye socket. Mm, you know? An enema. Yeah, like an enema, but an enema. Mm. Uh, I. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Um, I think an eye enema, sort of, a, or like a, an optometrist looking around the back of your eye and finding a bunch of stuff. Is that a sketch? What about the, it's a person who's been looking for change? Mm. And I just have this theory that there might be some behind my eye. Because, mm. you know, things get there. Cause you, I don't know. Is it, it's not quite a sketch like that yet. Yeah. yeah, like you, are you talking about like in my sort of hypothetical type scenario mm. where you're waiting in the car looking for parking meter change or that sort of thing? Mm. Yeah. Well, how would it get in there? Like it would have to fall out on your pillow, I presume, while you're sleeping, right? And then somehow get behind. But not a lot it of stuff. It falls on your it. pillow during, while you're sleeping because the tooth fairy misses. Really good. I was I was trying to think, why would there ever be change on a pillow? Mm -hmm. You've got the exact situation, Alistair. Tooth fairy. Oh, right? Yeah. The whole bunch back there. Every it's like it's like the thing that we've talked about on the podcast and turned into a sketch about the number of spiders that you eat while you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. This is another great possible fact. You know, everybody over their lifetime, on average, collects about three or four dollars of change behind their eyeball from misplaced tooth fairy money that gets, gets, gets behind their eye while they're sleeping. Yeah, and they go, do you think the optometrist could say, now there's three, there's, there's three dollars, 45 yeah. in there from when you were a kid. Mm. But if you allow for inflation, mm. that's actually seven dollars. But unfortunately, we can't allow for inflation <laughs> because it's just coins. And also, yeah, that's not really how that works. It no. would actually be worth less now, I think, wouldn't it? Right? Like inflation means that the dollars of yesterday mm. aren't worth as much now. Yeah, but 
I mean, if you'd used those dollars back then mm. to buy something, the value of that thing would have increased yeah. in dollar terms because of inflation. But the dollars themselves actually will have gone down in value. Uh, in in real terms. Mm. What the doctor, maybe the op, what the optometrist says to you is he says, or she says, my my doctor, my my, my latest optometrist was a woman, right? And she says, How I can I can get this out, I can get this out for you, but I'll split it with you, right? Sixty forty, find us fee, <laughs> and that's how they pay. That's how they pay for it. Well, that's because they could say. I guess that that's maybe how the sketch could work. Is that they're like. No, um, how's it going in there? You know, you're asking about your eye. Mm. As they're looking deep into it, they say, I found $3.40. Mm. What? Well, and then that whole thing, and then they go, I'll get it out, but I'll split it with you. Yeah. Find this fee. Because you, you've been going about your life not knowing that it was mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got this. I you mean, you can try and get it out yourself, but mm. you'll do damage. I can do this. Yeah. I can get it out clean, you know. And I'll do it pro bono. Just for the just for the winning. <laughs> just, just for um, you know, it's it's a no no win it's a it's a no win no fee type optometrist mm. where you go in they don't charge you any more than the money that they can find behind your eye. <laughs> and sixty percent of the money they can find behind your eye. <laughs> I think I I think in general this this is this is, could be a whole new model for Medicare because people also swallow coins mm -hmm. when they go to the doctor yeah. when, when when they're a kid and that sort of thing. So yeah. there'd be coins in your belly and that sort of thing. Yeah. And the doctor says, look, I can fix you up, but I keep I get to keep any money I find on you. Yeah, maybe they could, maybe they could also just extract any iron from your blood. And yeah, because at the current iron rate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably need some of that iron. Now you're. Now your iron level levels are good right now, but you're gonna to have to start eating a lot of capsicum and beef because I'm gonna take most of that iron to mm -hmm. pay for this session. Correct. And sell it um, to BHP. I like yeah, I like I like I like a, a sort of a finder's fee based type uh, doctor's medical establishment where you know and and if there's things like you know a couple of teeth that they know that you don't use. Right? They can look at the wear and tear patterns on your teeth and say, he's not even using these teeth. They can take those teeth right? mm. and then they can sell them on to somebody maybe else who needs could, teeth. After the checkup, you know, and this would be a, a good way of ensuring that they're actually having a good look at your body, mm. they can give you a, you know, a series of options of how you could pay. They go, now, right now the kidney market mm. is absolutely hot. Mm. So you could get in there and you could get three times what you could have got mm. for your kidney last week. Now kidney, mm. oh wait, that's right, you, you've still got two, so that's great. Mm. Liver, I only want to take 20%, 10%, and that'll 20%. grow back, Yeah. right? So, I don't know what you're thinking, but, uh, or, or if you don't like that, um, I'm gonna take, you know, I, I found a, is that pimple for sale? Do you think you can part with that pimple? <laughs> we got a movie set on coming in who they need some, uh, very real-looking pimples. Yeah, pustule type and, uh, situation. Full like that. If you don't, if you can hold off on popping that in the next couple of hours, mm -hmm. I can give you a top dollar. Top dollar. Um, Alistair. That's how you that's make great. medicine free. Yeah, yeah. Well, by by extracting value from the human mm. body, just money that's just sitting idle. Why can't the body be a mine? You know. Mm. What's mine? Is mine. Yeah, is yours to mine. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it.
Have we got enough ideas to go on to a uh, suggestion from a listener We're of the podcast? Andy, we only have six. Oh, well, that's exactly enough. Um, all right. We'll do three words from a, listeners, uh, a listener, which is a $3 Patreon supporter, supporter who, uh, or, or, or higher. Is uh, is allowed to uh, suggest? Uh, oh, higher is fine words. as well. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're okay with higher. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. It brings us so much joy and money, <laughs> and helps us. Um, right now, it's because I'm, I'm we're unemployed for for four months. It is unbelievably important. So thank you very much. Yes, you have no idea. So thank you very much. Um, today's supporter. Is called David Bourne. Do you think that the movie The Bourne Identity? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that What made was... you think of that, by the way? I liked it. No, no, no. What made you think of The Bourne Identity? Oh, David Bourne's oh, name. Oh, yeah, right. But do you, think, do you think that in some way that name is kind of a pun? Because, like, at the beginning of the, 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 the first film, he's sort of, like, pulled out of water, which is a kind of a birth. So he's kind mm. of... Reborn in a way. Yeah. Was it? Would you think that was there as an element? I mean, it would be it would be sick if the writer hadn't thought of that. I hope I hope they thought. But of they that. should have found him in some kind of like goo. goo. It should have been goo. gooier. Yeah. <laughs> What's the gooiest of all the oceans that yeah. he could have been pulled out of? He should have come out of like a, a whale's orifice. Mm. Any any of any, any would have been fine. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not I don't really care. Could have been around the eyeball. Yeah. Or could it come out of like an, an oil tank? Mm. You know, like just like an oil vat, like he'd fallen into an oil vat in the back of a fish and chip shop. It's exactly the same movie as The Born Identity, except at the beginning, instead of being pulled out of uh, some Russian ocean, mm. he is pulled out of, um, in, in Ace Ventura, when Nature Calls style, he's pulled out of the anus of a, of a rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. Exactly the same film. Yeah. Comes out of the anus of a rhinoceros, doesn't have any memory. Yeah. Is that, is that too much to ask? It doesn't seem like too much to ask. And, <laughs> I mean, and it's due for a reboot. It is. It is. They will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. They'll get um, whoever that guy is from uh, the, from the uh, Rocket Man. I'll get him. He'll oh, do really? it. Really? That's what good? I reckon. I haven't good? seen it, but he but feels like he's he's. he's yeah, you he's think in. he's he's Jew? Yeah. Okay. Cool. What about Eddie? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Eddie, you know that guy? Pepitone? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Remake the Vaughn Identity with Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> yeah, he played... He played uh, Eddie he played, Redmayne. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, there yeah. Always does a fairly eccentric kind of... Makes a lot of choices. I like mm. that about his acting. He makes choices. Mm, that's right. He's not, he's not just a straight meat and potatoes kind of no, actor. No, 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 no. You know? Um, oh, it's like I've heard about this in jazz, that there would be guys who 
They just play they just play the song as is, as written on the thing, mm. and they're called a legit guy, a legit man. Yeah, right. And so you know, Ellington would have a few legit men on his uh, in his orchestra. Right. And so and, he, and then but then you give the flair to somebody else. Yep. But you need these legit guys to give the sort of the strong backing of mm. your thing, and then you give the bit of flair to somebody else. Anyway, that's what Eddie Redmayne isn't. Yes. He's not legit. All right. I'd, Hi, I'd, love to, I'd love to just make a movie where every, we only cast people called Eddie. All right. Is that, too, is that, is that I, I think that would yeah. be really fun. Maybe right, we get Eddie Murphy, we get Eddie Redmayne, we get Eddie Pepitone. Yeah. This is, this is an approach to casting, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to, to, to filmmaking in general. You don't even think about what the film's going to be until you've cast all your Eddies. Would you allow, would you allow any Ednas? Yeah. Like who, yeah. yeah, I would, and I'd, love, I'd, I'd get Edie Falco as well. Oh, so you'd allow Edies? Yeah. <laughs> well, in fact, I'd allow anyone, really. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's whatever I, we could get. A couple of Marks, maybe a, a, a Clementine, a Charles. I'm not really married to this whole Eddie thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd even cast a chair in yeah. one of the main roles. Correct. So, hi, David. David hi. Bourne. Um, we, so D David's three words. Do you want to try to guess what they are? Um, Rip Torn's... Obituary. No. Damn. You didn't, you didn't get a single one. <laughs> right. Do you um, want to have one more guess? Uh, okay. Um, uh, coriander um, repurposing uh, uh, obsessive. God, you're bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did I just embarrass myself? You so, so badly. <laughs> Oh, all right, here we go. I'll tell you the three real words, um, what they actually are. Okay, from David, three words are modulation, yes, heater, courier. Modulation, heater, courier. Yeah. I'd like to apologize for David. I had you. I had you all wrong. Yeah. God. You know. <laughs> That was disgusting. Really. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a bad judge I wouldn't judge be of surprised if, if nobody listens to the 204th episode of this new season. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, the fourth episode of this, this new, new season. season. Nobody's coming back. Season two. Um, Imagine that. Season two is actually, it's not, the ho it's not the show that changes, it's the audience. They change in that they go away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it wouldn't be the first time that it happened. Yeah. Um, modulation heater courier. Um, Modulation. I'm, I'm seeing like I'm seeing like a, one of those square waves. A, yeah. A, a, well, here's here's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Right. Is that we haven't ever really, as far as I'm aware, used heat mm. as a form of communication. You know, yeah. we modulate all sorts of things. We modulate vibration in the air. We use color. Mm -hmm. We use um, uh, even even you know movement, vibration, all P these kinds pigeons. of things. Um, pigeons. Exactly. We modulate <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> it's Morse code, with, but with pigeons. Yeah. Okay, so that's four pigeons, then a gap, <laughs> then another six pigeons. <laughs> How do we know if that was an actual gap of one of the pigeons just caught up with one of the other pigeons? <laughs> oh, no, they're good pigeons. Oh, no, that pigeon. That was Eddie Pigeon. <laughs> because we cast them in this movie of pigeons where they're all called Eddie. How do you know that was all good Eddie? Ah, oh, I know them all. They're all good Eddies. Anyway, I'm just wondering if you could modulate heat, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, to try to communicate something Haven't we someone. done that with, Have with, we? that with that game, hot and cold? Oh, you're getting hot, getting hotter. Oh, my God. Oh, you're We're getting ahead. colder. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess that communicates location, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. But could you communicate, let's say you're the CIA, yep. right? And you're trying to communicate with your spy, Yeah. right? And he is, he's in a hotel, right? Yeah. And, and, but he lives with the person that he's spying against, so. Okay. Or, or how about, she lives with the guy that she's spying on. Yes. Who is some diplomat, Great. right, from Bulgaria. Yep. Right? And she's there to make sure that the USSR... Bulgaria, the land of tomorrow. <laughs> the land of tomorrow and <laughs> yesterday. Um, and I think she, that's something from our 200th episode yeah. that you may not have listened to, but we talked a lot about speculative ideas about what Bulgaria might be like. Yeah. I think I read something recently that mentioned Bulgaria, and I was like, oh, things aren't as good there as we might have hoped. Well, we thought that they were good, but also very bad. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, so, so in order to, for the CIA, she, she's always being watched. Mm. The guy could even be in the room with her, mm. sitting on the toilet while she bathes, because yeah. he's very clingy, right. like that. But oh, she sounds like a catch. But she's in the bath, and the tap's on, and it's filling up, and what he doesn't know, but mm. she does, is that the CIA has, has wired that tap. Yes, they, right. <laughs> right? And they are filling up the bath, and her foot, her toe is just in the mm. thing. Normally, and you tap into a wire. Here, they've wired into a tap. Ta that's right. <laughs> they flip the whole thing around. And they're and they're and they're and they're making the water hot, hot and cold. cold. Hot and cold. She's getting pneumonia because of all these changes in <laughs> yeah. temperature. But so a lot she's of getting the message, which is, hang tight, don't do anything. <laughs> don't do anything for now. Doing great. Um, how's the Bulgarian? We should know. And then how is she communicating back to them? Or is this just a one-way thing? Hmm. Um, pigeons? <laughs> She's see... releasing a modulated stream of pigeons? Hmm. Well, she, she could be using heat as well, right? Mm. What ways could you... You know how, like, you can push... You can push so that you're hard in your sort of gut somewhere so that your face goes, goes red? red? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think... That's a great way to communicate. Like that, that she could be putting pressure on her head. Yes. And they just through the window are shooting a laser. Yep. And that it's just a temperature laser onto her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and so over the course of like 24 hours of well, doing this. This is while she's bathing. Yeah. So they're having a conversation. <laughs> And the guy's sitting there, and he's like looking at his phone. And he's talking to her. And, he goes, and her face is going red. <laughs> like, Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> and she goes, Oh yes, it's that. And she's got the tap running the whole time. She's got the tap running. She loves to. She's just like, I like, I like. She should be in the shower. That makes more sense. No. Then no? the shower is going to go over her face. She doesn't like the water to go over her face. No. She just has it going over her shoulders. Because she's got that weird pressure thing. Yeah. <laughs> And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just getting furious about those, um, that parking ticket earlier. Yeah, okay, <laughs> alternately furious and, yeah. and calm. No, you know what, I'm okay with it. <gasps> like that. Alice said, this is a beautiful scene yeah. from what I'm sure will be a very successful film. Um, <laughs> and it's called... Uh, well, maybe this could be part of the Bourne, uh, the new Bourne, the Bourne, new Bourne franchise oh, yeah. that we're doing with that guy from of, Rocket Man. They come out of some mammalian orifice. <laughs> yes, she. Oh, she, a, she does. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and uh, yeah, 
great. I like that a lot. Mm. I mean, even if they, if she cut herself out of like a crocodile's belly or. Mm. Yes, an anaconda. Oh, yeah. Something that swallows you whole like that. Sure. But then she has no memories, but she just knows that she has a knife in her hand mm -hmm. and that she's wearing some kind of breathing thing. A little thing under her skin, little chip, little chip under chip. her skin. Mm. Skin chip. Was that, he did have something under his skin, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, and did they find... Did he get it out himself? I thought maybe somebody else did. Yeah, right. There might have been those people on that ship, maybe. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm going to rewatch that film. The balls on people cutting into your arm. On a ship. On a ship. Just some self-taught doctor out there in the ocean. Mm. There's something in his arm. That's something. I might get the... that out. Yeah. Finder's fee. <laughs> could be something good. Oh, could be something very... <laughs> Well, that'll pay for the rest of our trip on this boat, this fishing boat that I've gone on as a holiday. Where I have to pay. I have to pay. Um, it feels like we've... That's, we've done it. You've got to read us through the sketches. Oh, yeah. All right. Fuck. Sorry about that. I feel really embarrassed. Yeah. Those sounds out of context make me seem like an insane like person. Like a lunatic. All right. What we got... Killing doctors so that they can evolve and get more powerful like bacteria does. Mm. Well, not necessarily kill them, but just stop protecting them. Stop mollycoddling them. Yeah. But no gloves. Them. But, no you gloves. know, you need them to breed so that they can evolve. None of those masks expose them to some of that disease that they're supposed to be fighting. Right. For, somebody, for somebody who's supposed to be fighting disease, they seem to be cowards, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Hiding from disease they're a snipers. lot of the time. They're the snipers of, yes, of the human versus bug war. Then we've got stop bacteria evolving by using education to make them doctors so yeah. that they're too busy to breed and then also die in road accidents. Correct. From being exhausted. Then we've got... The, the great thing about casting bacteria in a sketch is that you don't have to pay for actors. Too small to see. Mm. So you just film a bench top or whatever That's and right. then just get a voiceover. And you win. You win. You win. <laughs> That's all profit. That's everything there is profit. Do you think you can get footage of like just bacteria moving around? You could make that into a TV show, like if you just give I them voices. I think I think I stuff? thought of this once. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like it's a little little cartoon series. It would just be a little, yeah. But real bacteria. footage of bacteria? I didn't think of that. I thought it would be animated. Mm. What about just two plants, house plants sitting there? Yep. I think maybe I came up with we came up with this ages ago. It would be yeah. like a reality t TV show about these two house plants. Yeah. But just, you, you know, you kind of give it a bit more story through narrati narration. Was it going to be shit plants, say? No. No? No. Because that's the thought I've had. Yeah, right. Back when that was a hot topic. Oh, yeah. You know? Shit plants. I might say. start doing those now. Yeah. I've, I've actually <laughs> genuinely thought about that. But I, I've always thought of things, oh, well, I guess that they do say stuff you never hear people say. Mm. Yeah, those ones feel. But then, but then instead of taking it to the relevant things, people mm. always go, Oh, you know, I like think cab drivers don't say, oh, I'm going to go wash my armpits, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, um, but it should be things get, cab drivers never say. Meep, saponda, lapon-ness. Volcanoes feel good on my buttock <laughs> mouse. See like that? It's <laughs> nothing. Um, oh, I'm just drawing my leg. All right, then we got the new 2D culture of people. This is when we go into the Earth and to get mm. away from the scorching yeah. surface, but stay away layer. from the scorching deep Earth. 
Mm -hmm. And we just create a little layer that we all travel through. And we That's the new Goldilocks zone. That turns out that mm, there's just yeah. one little strip there where we can survive very happily. I know, but Goldilocks zone is also a place where you're at risk of being killed by bears. Yeah. Uh, and then we got the fart wall pipe, um, public fart works. Mm. That's where you just go and so it's, it's a like little place where you fart now. And you have the little uh, Audrey Hepburn bummer, bummer smoke cigarette. Bummer smoke thing. thing. Then we got gunk in the back of your eyeball change. Yes. That's the introduction of that idea. And then. The introduction. Introduction of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a silent C, isn't it? <laughs> and then we got finder's fee based medical establishments. And I know it's kind of linked to the mm, other one. Linked. Those, but I think that, that that can be its own idea. I right? love a link. Yeah. It's not even bulk build. It's just. Mm -hmm. There's no bill. Yeah. It's just whatever I can find on your body that's worth something. Mm -hmm. And we'll use that to pay for your thing. It's financially neutral. Mm. And then we got the CIA heat modulation communication spy sort of scenario. It's like a Femme Nikita thing, but instead of mm. you know living her regular life and then eventually being called up to murder, is, she's always a spy undercover and then occasionally gets called up through heat to see how she's going. Correct. Maybe called up to not murder anymore. Stop murdering. Well, I mean, that's the opposite, isn't it? It's like, so there's people like Femme Nikita, who is a trained killer. Yes. Who... Uh, occasionally gets activated. Yeah, occasionally gets activated to do one kill. Mm. But you could have this untrained killer. Yes, who all constantly know, killing. All they know is to kill. Yeah. But occasionally you call them up. You send them a photograph of somebody's face yeah. and say, not this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you writing that down? Yeah. Oh my God, Alistair. Reverse <laughs> Femme Nikita. It'll be man something. Yep. Tequina. Um, and ship it up. Um, thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Uh, we really do appreciate it. I hope the audio was good for this one. Yeah. Sometimes these other ones, are, the audio isn't as good and we apologize. Sometimes it's a lot worse. Sometimes it could be turned up just a little bit. Yeah? But, yeah. yeah. That's what I found. But it's just quieter than regular episodes. Mm, okay, well, I'll, I'll mention that to George. Mm. And... But, um, but look, we love, we love you for listening to the podcast. We love you for listening to the podcast and sometimes for not listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at StupidOldAndy. If you want to follow me, I'm at AlistairTB. I was on, I already mentioned, I was on the Joshua podcast. Yeah. Don't you know who I am? Um, I do another podcast called Shusher Guided Meditations. Yes, you do. Um, it's very relaxing. Some people masturbate to it, apparently. One, one, one woman. <laughs> the um, fact that you know, someone masturbates to something on the internet. You know, I think at least one person masturbates to everything on the internet. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just nobody ever tells people. And no one no, had ever told me no, before. No, it's very exciting. It's very exciting for a young man. Hey, I'm, I'm not that young anymore, Andy. No, no, no. Well. It's, but it's not even that exciting to me. No? Oh, it is exciting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it's exciting in a way that I, I can't quantify. Totally, totally. It's, it's something new. And that's good. But I'm not saying that that's what people will get out of listening to Shusher. No. It's no, that's the wrong expect expectation to go in with. But see if you can. Yeah. You know, why not? 
I think those downloads count double. Hey, if you send me a tweet that says bloop bloop, <laughs> that just means you tried it and it worked. We'll know. We'll know. Yeah. You know? And that way no one else has to know. But look, I would like to know if somebody just sends a single bloop, that means that you tried it and it didn't work. Okay. And then we're getting the complete data set. And this is bloop modulation. Yeah. <laughs> this is bloop modulation communication. Uh, and we love uh, you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.